0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by the Pan-African World Champion, the Queen of D.C., Trish Adora. So thanks for joining us today, Trish.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate
0: it. No problem at all. I mean, ever since I've started interviewing wrestlers on the show, you've been extremely high on my list. So this is like a huge honor having you on the show tonight.
1: Yay. I appreciate that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no problem at all. So, um, let's get this started, Trish. So, um, the first question I have for you. So you were in the army for like, what, four years, I believe. Eight Eight years. Eight years. Wow. So, um, what led to you making the decision to uh, join the army?
1: So, yeah, it was really uh, a decision out of necessity. It was mostly me just going like at the time I was waiting tables. So, uh, one of my coworkers was like, hey, do you want to join the army with me? And I'm like, I'm 19, you know what I mean? I don't really understand what that meant. I mean, I saw a couple of war movies and I, I understood, but it was, I just didn't understand fully what I was signing up for. Uh, so naturally I did it. <laughs> and um, I filled out all my paperwork and I talked with my mom about it afterwards because I knew she was like not going to be not going to be cool with it so i decided to go ahead and make the decision you know without telling her first
0: (laughs) it kind of reminds me i don't know if you've ever seen the movie called in the army now where the two guys it was like two of their best friends and they um they needed money and they're like oh well the army they offer you like $4,000 $4,000 up front or something like that, and they're thinking of all the perks, and then they join, and they're like, wow, like, you know, this is like really scary and all, because I couldn't do it, to be honest with you, and it's crazy, because I have a lot of family members who are in the military, my dad was Air Force, mom was Navy, uncles are in the Army, my both of my grandfathers were in the military. I don't know what branch they were in, but um, yeah, it's not for everyone. And I know it wouldn't have been for me. My dad pushed Air Force and me like my whole life, basically. But um, so you said you were in for eight years. So obviously you really liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah I had a uh, good time throughout. Uh, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about, you know, my emotional and mental capacity. Which is an important lesson to, you know, everybody kind of figures that out through some lesson in their own lives, their own way And that was kind of how I really just understood a little bit more about what it meant to really be human and more about the human experience, you know.
0: Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. That kind of goes, you know, with the next question I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, like, how do you feel like it changed you, like, after you were done? So you kind of, like, answered that for me. So now, like, after the Army, that's when you started wrestling. So um, what inspired you to start um, becoming a professional wrestler?
1: Yeah, so uh, once I, I deployed in 2012, and at the end of my deployment, I was just kind of, you know, I still had a couple more years left, and I was just trying to figure out what my next steps were. I knew I just, I don't know, I don't think that, you know, emotionally or mentally I could sustain, you know, for some people are lifers, you know, they join the military and they know that they can pour their life into it and, you know, other people are down for a season and it's all good either way, you know, and I decided to do something that was for me. And the reason I joined the army was really just, you know, I, embarrassingly enough, you know, I failed out of college, you know what I mean? And it was like, when that's your shot to, you know, to do it, you're kind of like, oh crap, how am I supposed to change my circumstances? They kind of only tell you that it's school or the military, you know what I mean? So I was like, shoot, all right. (laughs) So then once I exhausted, you know, or felt that I exhausted those options, um, I decided to pack up all my stuff and move to Florida and figure it out on the way. <laughs> I um, I left D.C. with like $2,000, which was a very bad idea. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Make sure you have more money before you move cross country. Um, you know, so it was just a huge learning experience throughout, but I'm really happy that I did it. I always wanted to, you know, when I was younger, you know, you'd watch wrestling with like your family and stuff and me and my dad and my five brothers, we'd all crowd around the TV and it would be, like, such an intimate thing, and I just would always remember that old smoky WCW ring, you know, and I don't know, I just could never really get that sound out of my head, I guess, so let me hear.
0: (laughs) So you said, like, um, you want the Florida, is that where you trained?
1: Yes, I uh, trained at Team 3D Academy in Kissimmee, Florida.
0: Okay, yeah, I've heard a lot of wrestlers train there, so it seems like it's a pretty legit place. On, when you were going through, like, the training and all, like, how rough was that on your body at first?
1: Well, there's a different type of physicality that you need for professional wrestling that's really different from any other physical sport that most people, uh, most people do. Uh, for me, I played rugby for a year when I was in college, and then just being in the Army kind of gives you a – you sort of become a callus. Somewhat, you know, you just kind of harden your body to those types of hits. But (laughs) wrestling is, it'll just take the wind out of you in just ways that you never really thought. Even like just mentally, you know, just what you have to do will mentally exhaust you to the point where your heart will start beating faster. And you're just like, but I'm not tired. But your throat starts closing up. And it's just like, just a whole nother game. So the toll on my body, I mean, I feel good for the most part, you know, (laughs) but uh, definitely just being dizzy a lot initially, um, having, like, sore shoulders, lots of bruises that come with just trying to get reps in to learn, you know.
0: Yeah, because, like, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize how much of a toll it takes. I never realized, because I knew, like, obviously, like, you're really getting slammed, and all, as much as people want to say it's fake, like, you're getting slammed on that mat, but you don't realize how hard that mat is until you actually go to a live event, like, it is loud every time you all get slammed down, and I'm like, that has to hurt, and I've even heard, like, a lot of stories, like, just, like, running the ropes, like, that hurts, too, and that's something you'll never think of that it would actually hurt, but you don't realize how thick and tight them ropes are, and all that, so, and then, you know, as far as, like, the mental, you know, you know, stress that it can cause, you know, especially being on the indies. Like I know you all do a lot of traveling and, you know, from what I've heard from other wrestlers, you know, a lot of promotions don't necessarily pay for the travel expense. So it's kind of like, you're doing everything on your, you know, with your own money and stuff like that. So it can be very stressful. And that's why, like, I appreciate you all, especially when you take like the long trips, you know, cause I know some wrestlers, they stay in their area, you know, other wrestlers travel a little bit further. So So, I mean, yeah, it's very, very stressful, and then, you know, obviously, you know, I I have to imagine it's stressful, like, when you're in a match, especially if it's someone you're not familiar with, because, you know, you have to make sure you're protecting each other, you know, you have to trust this person to make sure that you could do these moves safely without getting hurt, you know, I you know, good examples when Undertaker fought Goldberg at the Saudi Arabia show, um, Goldberg um, has killed Undertaker, you know, with the, with the suplex. So it's it's very dangerous, you know, and I would be terrified being in the ring, you know, doing those moves and stuff like that. So yeah, I totally get it and understand.
1: Yeah, just it becomes, you know, when, you know, you're driving long distance, and then eight hours later, you finally get there. And then, you know, maybe you're not really getting exactly what you asked for. So, you know, you take a little bit of a cut. Maybe that just kind of, you know, bugs you out for a little while, gets in your head a little bit. And then there's an opponent maybe you're not familiar with. Maybe things aren't gelling. And it's just like so much that goes into it. And then like mid-match, you realize you're hungry because y'all raced there and you didn't have time to stop. You know, you didn't have enough money for, for gas and somehow it's gas or food and it just, you know sometimes it gets stressful especially independent because you 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 just got to be prepared to front a lot of those costs that was really that is just something that really surprised me not really surprised me but I mean I, it was a nice shake you know it was mm-hmm. a very you know rude awakening so to speak so
0: yeah so um as far as like you mentioned like the traveling and all like prior to COVID like how often were you being booked and like traveling and all that
1: yeah so um um, the week would a week would go like I would work maybe my normal job I was working at Sephora at the time so I would work there Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and then um Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would either drive to North Carolina, get the carload together. We kind of run everybody's shows. And uh, even if I wasn't on a show, usually I'd just end up in the carload along for the ride that weekend. Or, You know, if I had a show on Sunday, I'd start with them. And then, you know, we kind of just get it all situated like that. Come Monday, we're all back at home base in North Carolina, trying to decompress, going to train, getting everything situated drive back up to DC for work on Tuesday and it happens all over again so um there was maybe like I was averaging about two shows a weekend very like you know on average so I was getting the opportunity to work at least four times a month which is really good you know I do miss having that consistent work like that but having the time off Definitely opens your eyes up to a lot of just other parts of the game that don't really involve being in the ring and wrestling another person. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things that get neglected along the way, and I'm really big on train. I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm rambling, but I know you <laughs> But uh, um, you yeah, know, I'm really big on training. So I've been training up with uh, Jonathan Gresham for the past couple weeks, and even uh, through Ring of Honor for the past year as well. So um, prior to COVID, so just trying to stay up on my training and making sure that those parts are sharp. So, and trying not to cry too much about that WrestleMania weekend.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. It was going to be
1: great. Uh, but.
0: Yeah. Cause like that, the, that's the thing with COVID, like as terrible of a circumstance as it is, it does give, you know, you all that opportunity to physically heal, you know, get a nice little mental detox and stuff like that. And it also like allows you all to kind of like, Figure things out, like, you know, if you wanted to do a little, you know, add a little spice to your character, and you know, I'm seeing a lot of wrestlers out there, independent WWE, like, doing all Twitch, YouTube, so it kind of allows them to kind of get themselves out there using, um, utilizing social media, which is, you know, the big thing nowadays, like, it's a lot easier to get your name out there on social media versus word of mouth so it gives people the opportunity to grow in different ways as well it just like I mentioned it just kind of sucks that you know the expense of COVID-19 and all that so I was actually like really lucky and very grateful that I got to see you at um, primetime wrestling like a week or two before everything started closing down you know so yeah, just, yeah so and um wrestling has been you know g- picking up and all like I know a lot of um promotions or doing outdoor events i was in new jersey in july when i went to the goddesses of war and i'll be going there um end of the month actually by the time this recording drops it would already have happened though but um yeah so it's like a new thing like wrestling outdoors especially like in july it's hot it is hot, and I know that has to be different for a lot of y'all, too. Like, um, I saw a holiday match, and her, like, halfway through, her match, her face paint's all, like, you know, mil- you know, um, sweating off and stuff like that. So have you had any opportunities of doing any outdoor venues at all?
1: Um, not just yet, but I will coming up. Um, GCW is having uh, their invasion up in Indiana, and I will be wrestling Queen Aminata and defending my baby september 26th so that'll be a good time that'll be an uh, outdoor event i believe so
0: okay cool yeah i'm yeah. sponsoring that event too so that's uh really cool Yeah, i saw your name when i was like i got a sponsor and of course and i really like um savannah evans as well so i was like you both are there i definitely want to sponsor this so yeah that's uh that's really cool i'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be available to stream i'm assuming
1: on, 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 on you know what don't quote me because I don't want to say so and it not be the case, but I believe it will be on IWTV. I will, um, I can do an update on my social media and just kind of keep it, run- well, you said this will be recorded.
0: Yeah, well, I talked to the, the owner <laughs> of the promotion communicates with me often so I could ask him as well. And I'm actually going to be subscribing to that um, IWTV network thing anyway to watch Mission Pro Wrestling. So that's going to work out perfectly fine for me. Um, so what was the next question? as a wrestling related to. Um, I asked you on our QA for the website about like what was your favorite thing about being a professional wrestler. Now I have to ask them, what's your least favorite thing about being a wrestler? If there is um, a favorite thing,
1: you know, everything's great about wrestling. I'm scared.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, um, you know, honestly, as far as my realm and how I feel my place in the ecosystem of independent wrestling. I do think that politics is just a, it's a kick in the pants that you kind of just, there's no, I don't think that politics is particularly helpful to wrestling per se. And I'm not just saying that because I'm not someone that, I mean, you know, a lot of times people will say like, oh, you're just saying that because, you know, you're not receiving any, benefit that you would want to continue to protect so <laughs> it's it's not really the case with that per se i just see a lot of people get suckered out of a lot of opportunities and it's it's really just a political it's, it's just a political game and to me wrestling's a sport it's an art you know and politics is not really it just doesn't belong in wrestling and i'm just you know, that's all. I'm, I'm just going to stop there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, me personally, I hate politics, especially in wrestling. And like, I, I get the gist of what you're saying. Like, I've interviewed a few wrestlers and I, I will never use names or promotions or anything like that. But, you know, I've had wrestlers say like, hey, like, I don't get booked in these promotions that are by where I live I have to venture out a little further because I'm not what they're looking for. Basically, like when it comes to their look and stuff like that, and that really sucks. Like, you know, a promotion wants a certain type of look and stuff like that. And it's, it's sad. Like I like um, promotions that are very diverse and going back to on primetime wrestling, that was a very diverse, you know, um, promotion. You saw everything there and I really liked it I mean the crowd was into it. I've never gone to an event with the crowd <laughs> so hot about the show so it's like I like promotions like that and there's promotions that I've gone to before and I kind of start looking at you know some of the things I do and I was like yeah I kind of wish they you know opened up a little more you know and you know and again it's kind of like the world we live in you know and it, it's sad and it sucks but you know hopefully things change I mean, that's all I'll say, but yeah, politics is just, it sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, by uh, my uh, own hands and the hands of uh, others, it, it will change. There's, there's no place for things like that. If you are able to do well at your job, you know, and, and connect on those other levels, you know, because there are levels to, you know, it's not just about being good in the ring. You know, when you, when you have those other things, there's no reason why you can't sit at the table, too you know exactly. and you know everybody will build their own tables and stuff after a while and it's just like we can all create an ecosystem you know wrestling was an idea you know a a long time ago somebody sat down and said hey let's 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 do let's do a wrestling thing you know and it's it's evolved from you know the 50s all the way to now so it's just i don't know i just feel like there's definitely more checks to mark but i think wrestling's in a good spot and i think it'll continue to progress Hopefully, you know, I will have a lot
0: to do with that. I believe so. I hope so, too. And I definitely think you will. I mean, you're, you know, your name's pretty big on the indies. And that's. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I mean, it, you even said you are you were on average like four events a month, which is pretty good. I mean, I had um, Matthew Palmer on my show like two months ago, and he said that it was very hard for him to get booked. He said like there will be times where he's getting booked all the time and that he goes all this time without being booked. So, I mean, you seem to be pretty consistent and you have a very strong fan base. And that's kind of like the next question I wanted to ask you too. So, on the q and I had asked like, how does it feel to be a professional wrestler? know to have all these fans like idolize you and stuff like that so kind of like like i mentioned with you like you're really popular like promotions want you you have a lot of fans like you're trisha door so it's like how does it feel to be trisha door to be as popular and just all these promotions wanting you i'm sure podcasts reach out to you a lot so like how does it feel to be in the spotlight that you're in
1: Uh, (laughs) yikes um no, it feels great. I'm I'm really excited and honored to to feel like I feel like I was chosen to to do this and to take this path and to be the person that I am now. And it it took a little bit, you know, I mean, I've been wrestling for 4 years. And whenever I try to explain this to people who have been wrestling longer, they go, "Oh, you know," and they give you the, "Oh, you got time," and you know, and it's like, okay. And but it's like I don't I don't, I don't want to have time. I kind of want to keep keep the ball moving and just kind of keep learning and growing, I guess. And I don't know. It's just, it's, it's interesting because I feel like maybe this time last year I didn't feel as, you know, as, you know, if I could say, I, you know, didn't feel as you know confident and, you know, excited about where wrestling was going to take me. You know, I, I was just, you know, nervous a little bit unsure and, you know, I, um, let's see. This time last year, I went to Japan. I went to the UK, and so once that kind of happened, and and people, it's kind of like you got to go elsewhere, which is interesting. You know, you got to go away for the people mm-hmm. around to sort of buy in a little bit. And you know, I, it's not. I don't believe myself to be embittered, but I have talked to other people that do feel a little bit slighted or or bitter by that. And I don't know. I'm just. I'm happy that people are, you know, gravitating towards me in that way. And I'm, I'm happy that people, you know, are enjoying, you know, the art that I'm doing. I'm really happy about that. And I'm gonna keep going and keep doing it. And I wanna continue to work, you know, so all those promotions I'm hoping <laughs> that are wanting me, uh, feel free to reach out, you know. <laughs> Trish Adora Wrestling at com. I'm serious. Reach out, we can do a thing. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll keep coming. I mean, obviously, the more popular you get the more promotions are going to reach out to you. I'm definitely hoping to see you at MCW again like that was really fun seeing you um, at that event. You know, I was I was actually like debating on going to that event just because like I, I was already going to an mcw event like two weeks after that or something like that it was the big kurt angle thing i was like well i'm already going you know but then i saw you were booked i'm like okay well now you know i I definitely got to go but yeah i hope to see you there again um or just in general like another event in the dmv area i mean me and my wife will travel as far as new jersey and that's kind of like that's our boundary right there but um yeah hopefully (laughs) see you again soon and all that but i'm like as far as wrestling and stuff like that too um Do you have any goals to potentially work for, like, a televised, you know, promotion, impact, AEW, WWE, or is, like, the indies kind of, like, where you want to just – because I know everyone doesn't really want to be owned by a company. They kind of like having the – you know, they like being independent. They can, you know, basically create your own schedule.
1: Yeah, you know, um, it just depends, I think – that it just depends on how I feel. I think that I'm more or less chasing feelings first, you know, and these moments that I have where I get to, you know, defend my title and, you know, where fans are like, oh, I'm, I'm so inspired by you and, and things like that. When I get to do, you know, cool podcasts and, and talk to cool people when, you know, I end up on Pro Wrestling Illustrated, you know, number 173 as a debut entrant. you know what I mean? You know, just having all those things happen, it those are the good feelings that I want. And I want to, to keep I wanna keep feeling that. You know, the night that I won the championship. I wanna I wanna feel like that. And if there is those feelings on TV, you know, if I can create those moments and, and feel good about the things that I'm doing and that means that those things are on TV, then that's where I'll be, you know. I think that More importantly, it's about making sure that I'm always just kind of having fun. And I know that sounds, (laughs) I don't know how that sounds actually, but (laughs) a lot of people are just saying stuff like, I wish I had more fun, you know, before I got swept up, you know, before, you know, so it's just a matter of, I want to make sure that I'm doing it my way that I feel good about my art and the things that I'm doing. That I'm able to have some elements of control because that's the best part about being, you know, about being Trisha Dora, You know, I'm 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 in charge here. I, I write the script. I I get to be perceived the way I would like to, and to surrender that control sometimes. You know, it's day to day. Sometimes I just feel like ah, I don't know if I can, you know. But at the same time, you know, financial stability and security is honestly gonna be the way out of the hood. So mm-hmm. who knows, is, is that on TV? Is that in, you know, the upper indies and all these cool shows that hopefully I get put on soon?
0: <laughs> exactly, cause like, you know, WWE for example, financially that's probably the best way to go if you want to continue to be a, a professional wrestler but then you sacrifice you know your creative control you know they control you they will sometimes you know make you change your name like if you go to ww you might not be trisha Dore, you may be Brittany spears, I don't know, like you know you may not have you know that same name, you may have a completely different gimmick that you may not be happy with, and you can tell you know with some of the wrestlers like you could tell if they're actually enjoying their gimmick or not um so you know it that's you know another big factor, like some people it, it's not worth it, you know, and at the same time you don't have control over your schedule with some other promotions, you know you may have to you know obligated to work a certain amount of days and you know that's the beauty of once again being an independent wrestler if you want to take off and not wrestle for three months then you don't have to wrestle for three months you can't do that in wwe impact or even AEW. you know like you know you're owned by them and stuff like that so you know you're at the i mean i think you're personally at a really good point where you can do your own thing and you were in a match in nxt as well so i mean that's really yeah. cool so um Kind of, um, you know, another question too, because I know you've been heel, you've been face. And it's funny because when I saw you at MCW, you were heel. Primetime mm-hmm. wrestling, you were face. So kind of like, what, do you prefer being heel or face? And like, how does that work? Like, you know, you're heel, you know, one day, you're face the next day. Like, it's, it's not like you're consistently a heel for a while and then you're turned face. Like, it's kind of like you're like bouncing around. So how does that kind of like work for you?
1: Well, um, um... It depends. I think that I usually consider my opponent first and how I feel going into the match. And, you know, some days I'm feeling, you know, particularly aggressive and I end up, you know, acting it out in in different ways. But I feel like that that healer face is just kind of, hmm, I think, huh. I don't want to, I'm, I'm trying to think of the best way to, put this answer. you know what I mean? But let's, let's, let's just say this. That lately, you know, with consistently um, just working on being more comfortable, being cheered for, you know what I mean? That's such a, it's so interesting. You would think you would like that, you know, and it's just something that I have to just kind of get used to. So I would I would say that my journey to getting used to it, it's getting a little bit easier, and I believe that with me getting better at wrestling, being a face is it's just it's just becoming easier and easier. You know, to me, I would say.
0: Yeah, because I mean, like you played a really good heel, but I feel like it's hard for you to be a heel because everyone loves you, and I mean, we I feel like we're in the day and age where like everyone loves the heels though. Like you see in promotions all the time, people cheer the heels, like being the bad guys, like the cool thing nowadays, but like with you, like people want to cheer for you, especially with you being the pan African world champion. Like, you know, a lot of people look at you as like, you know, a role model, basically like, you know, your people idolize you and, you know, they look at you like you stand for something and you're out there doing it and all that. So, I mean, I, I think the best way to you know say it is you know you to be a face, but then once again, like you said, you know it depends on you who your opponent is and stuff like that. Which I it's one you know cool thing about the indies. You know you can be a heel, you could be a face. You know you know once again you don't you're not being told what to do and who to be and stuff like that. But um now the next question. Now this is non wrestling related, and I had to ask because on the Q and A. I asked you about stuff that you like doing non-wrestling related and you brought up video games. I am a huge gamer. So I have to ask, um, what are some of your video games?
1: Right now I'm going hard on Crash Bandicoot. Um, I got a switch maybe like a year and a half ago. I'm kind of slow to, um, kind of get my, my gaming collection up, but I've been playing Crash Bandicoot. I'm really stuck on Warped. I'm having a hard time. I got through maybe like the first two levels of the first one. I don't remember it being that hard. I don't know what happened or something changed in that game but it's like super hard now. Um, I've been playing Mario Kart. Sometimes me and my homegirls come hang out and then we just kind of play Mario Kart or put on something like like Overcooked you know which is like video game monopoly pretty much. <laughs> Definitely starts to fight in my household. So um, those are kind of the games that I've been messing around with on my Switch lately. I'm holding out for a PS5 and yeah I think I think that's when that's when my world will kind of open up a little bit more and I'll be able to really do what I need to do as far as gaming goes because I feel so you know I feel particularly left out you know sometimes if you like just have a switch and I mean I'm surprised my PS3 turns on at this point I'm surprised it hasn't like exploded (laughs) so
0: yeah my ps3 like we were strictly using that as like a blu-ray player for the longest time and it finally died out so i ended up buying my wife a ps4 for the bedroom um so um but yeah like me like i i've been wanting to get the crash bandicoot on the remaster, you know just because i played it religiously when i was you know young back for the ps1 and i really want to you know get into it because it seems like remastered games is like the cool thing nowadays which is fun because it's like you're playing yeah. the games that you enjoyed growing up but with better graphics and i'm actually waiting for mafia to come out um, later this month that was one of my favorite games for the original xbox it's been a minute since i played nintendo though i'll be honest with you i, I haven't been into nintendo since like the 64 oh, yeah. i i briefly yeah. played the wii but i'm not like when i play a video game I want to sit down and play it. I don't want to, you know, do all the stuff like that. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 like I, I have a pretty large collection. I got into actually collecting retro. Hey,
1: I see.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, I, I, have a pretty big collection. So um, I did downsize recently because I'm trying to like turn my game room more into like a studio. But um, I don't know. Have you ever played Mass Effect?
1: I have not. Is it a great that,
0: that, game? It is a great game. Um, there's well, there's four of them, but the most recent one they sucked. Um, the the one to get into is uh, Mass Effect Two. That was you know the best at all. Of them. I think it got a perfect ten on IGN. But that's oh, wow. uh, it, it's one of those games where you make decisions. You know, and those decisions have a factor in how the game ends, which is, like, really cool. That seems to be kind of getting popular nowadays with gaming, like, especially, like, um, I don't know if you ever heard of them, but, like, Until Dawn, um, heavy rain right. um, you make all and it and it doesn't even just change the end and it changes different things that happen like during the actual storyline which makes you want to play through it again and make different um uh, decisions and just seeing what's happened and all that kind of stuff but yeah I mean that's really cool that you know you like the game and all that and I know you mentioned you like the right as well is it like kind of yeah. like poetry or like what do you kind what do you like like the write about
1: well as of right now they're mostly short stories or like um they are ideas for like little scripts that I have and I can't really fully flesh or at least I feel as though I can't really fully flesh out a script right now. So I turn them into like short, concise stories. Usually they're under about 250 words. I'm kind of trying to expand it and kind of see what I can flesh out and how I feel more comfortable. Writer's block is it'll just hit you out of nowhere. You know, you'll you'll get going and you'll feel good about an idea
0: and it'll just you'll just look at the page one day and be like,
1: oh enough <laughs> <laughs> you know? so
0: because every time i think about like someone writing i think of like that scene from the shining where he's like the typewriter and he cannot think of anything to write and i'm just like oh man like that must be tough like trying to write a story like i like me personally i'm not the most creative person so it's like i would not know what to write about i mean if anything i'm, I'm really big in like the horror movies so as like the best i could do but i tried like cause when i was younger i was really big in the goosebumps and I tried like finding yeah. my own like little like horror thing, but, yeah, goosebumps that was the bomb back in the day, like especially at those um book um things or whatever the they last were book oh. fairs. book yeah, fair, yes, them. during school. Oh my god, those were the days too. I have seen like they, oh, they yeah. still do goosebump books, but they're just, they don't look the same. Like they don't look as interesting. Yeah. Like. And it, it and it sucks too because I used to have a lot, and when um. I moved out of my dad's because he moved to New Mexico. He sold, like, everything, so I lost all my books. So it's like now I kind of, like, want to, when the movie came out, I was like, I kind of want to read some of these, but, yeah.
1: You know you know what's hilarious, though, is that from my move back from Florida to D.C., I, um, I kind of lost my, some of my Goosebumps books, too. I still have some in storage up here in D.C. I have almost all of them. Almost. I think I'm missing just a couple that I lost over the over the time. So yeah, I'll slide you a haunted mask. I think I got like two or three or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I that was actually I think the first book I got as well. Like Yeah. I don't know if that was number one or whatever. I don't I don't remember how many I had. I had a lot. I may have had <laughs> all of them honestly, but though i i do actually have one it's the night of living like it's all three of them put together like i remember if you clicked his mouth the his eyes would light up on the cover like it was the big hard cover i made sure i kept that when i moved but other than that they're all gone and i miss them so much but yeah growing up in the 90s that was that was a fun time honestly goosebumps Blockbuster, AOL, like all the good stuff, you know, that we did not have (laughs) any. Uh, And then Messenger, Messenger, yes. Um, What else was big in the 90s? uh there was no social media <laughs> i was, was gonna
1: say that was a
0: huge thing of the 90s. yeah i remember um myspace when that first came out what in 2004 2005 that was a big thing um and it's funny yeah. one of my friends on twitter actually posted a tweet about you know the top eight how people used to argue about that all the time i remember how fun that was me and my friend had mm-hmm. like a competition where like if i moved him down he would move me down out of like you know bitterness, and then we would keep moving. Eventually, we took each other off completely. But then, you know, a week later, we put each other back on. But yeah, those are the days I miss. Yeah. All of that. And it's like you don't really know what you have until you lost it. Like all those good <sighs> things we grew up in. Like I miss going to like a blockbuster and seeing. Yes. You know. Hell yeah, yeah.
1: blockbuster was dope. Oh my gosh, that's where you would get all the the where where we would get like the old school UFC uh, <laughs> little tapes and stuff we will sit and like watch all of those we got like they had all of them they had, like from one up to maybe like maybe not all of them not a couple they had like the first 20 or so and i remember getting like one three and five and just like going ham watch those like all the time blockbuster was awesome
0: it was yeah. like yeah. blockbuster was more like of a 90s thing for me that in the 2000s a hollywood video opened up by us and that was because right. the location it was like a big building. it felt like you were kind of like in a movie theater kind of theme and me and my dad we would always go there like on a friday rent a movie or two and there was a subway like right next door so we would go get subway go home and watch it and just like the memories and all like i mean netflix is cool i love netflix but it's just not the same even Redbox, like it's so convenient because we have one at our local grocery store we go in get a movie get our groceries go home but it's just like you know it's it's not the same when it comes to you know the experience that you would get so um now this is actually something i just thought of and i don't know why i didn't even have this on my notes so i want to you know and this is back to like wrestling so for the last and final question i have for you how did you get the name uh queen of dc did you come up with that or did um someone else come up with that
1: I didn't I didn't come up with that <laughs> um Lolo McGrath is kind of one of the first people that kind of started to, to to manifest that for me and say that out loud a big thank you to her you know um Timmy Lurettin, someone else who just started to like say say that and and post that and just sort of manifest that for me and word of mouth kind of caught it and is doing something cool with it so yeah.
0: I appreciate it <laughs> and then social media you know helps it spread you know like fire so I mean I know I use it every time I post something about you so I like it I think it's really cool it's you know instead of because everyone calls himself queen but you know you're the queen of DC so it kind of you know fits pretty well I mean, uh, so. <laughs> so uh Trish yeah that's all the questions I had listed and I, you know, I even was able to ask more. So uh, I definitely, you know, have to thank you again for being um, on the show. Like, you know, like I mentioned, this was a big deal for me. So I was really glad to have you on the show and, you know, obviously I feature you on the website and the Q and a, but like the show, like, you know, this is big. I know this takes a lot more time. And, and this was really special for me to have you on. So thank you so much again.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, you know, always happy to chat. You're one of the first people that kinda like reached out and at, you know, a point where things were starting to change in my career. So, you know, I'm happy that we kind of got to link up too and you know, chat. I appreciate it. I appreciate all the love and everything. I appreciate the shirt. I appreciate the picture back there, I peep. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, you that know, sounds like a funny you. story, too, because, like, I used to have, like, an Ember Moon standee in the background of my videos, but, like, you know, I kind of want to have something a little bit more professional. Like, I thought, okay, well, let me create a collage. I'll have the O-Face logo. Then I'll have all, like, my favorite wrestlers. Um, pri- everyone on there is pretty much um, from the indies other than Ember Moon, because I don't know if you know, but the name O-Face comes from her finisher so yeah like a lot of people don't know about that they're always like where'd you get o-face from And i was like well ember moon because i was gonna call the podcast eclipse wrestling but there's Mm -hmm. a page on facebook um called um eclipse wrestling so for trademark reasons i wanted to you know make sure something O face you know but yeah um so yeah uh do you want to share any of your social media with all the listeners
1: Yes, so I'm at TrishAdora202, and that is on Instagram, that's on Twitter, I do have an athlete page on Facebook, it's called Around the Way Girl, you can reach me at those three places.
0: All right, everyone, make sure you look her up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, for us, make sure you give us a s- subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at OFACE Wrestling. Thank you all for tuning in today. And then one final thank you again, Trish, for uh, joining us today on O-Face Wrestling.
1: Thanks so much. I appreciate you having me.
0: No <laughs> I hope problem. I answered all your questions well. You did. It was very well, you know, um, very informational. I really loved it a lot. So, yeah, you did great. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. And I thank you all for tuning in again. Um, see you next Friday on our next episode.